You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to another edition of For Cheddar or Worst. Acme Packing Company's podcast covering the good, bad, and everything in between surrounding the Green Bay Packers. I am your co-host, Chris Burke, joined alongside, as always, by someone who is actually in attendance um, for that little debacle on Thursday night. Lindsay, uh, how was your first Lambo experience? Oh, you know, it uh, it would have been better had it resulted in a W, but... Um, Truly nothing can take away from that experience. It was really, really cool. I've been wanting to go to a game at Lambeau for so, so long. And it was just fantastic to finally, finally be there. I do wish it was, you know, for a season like last year, the last three years, but (laughs) I guess, you know, it is what it is. And it was just really cool too, because I was there for, you know, Leroy Butler's uh, you know, enshrinement, if you will, and his his final Lambo leap with the help of a ladder, which I just so so much respect for him. I love him. It was so so great to see him honored and and to be there for that. So it was really really special, and uh, and I I loved every minute of it, as cold as it was, and as disappointing as it was at times too. Yeah, you know, that, that that first time, there's really nothing that you can do. You know, there's really no even even in a bad game, it really can't affect those vibes, you know, like. Exactly. One, my first my first game, so I'm older, I'm going to date myself a little bit here. My first game was, I believe, in like 92. It was right after Brett Favre took over as starter. And I think Green Bay was, Green Bay was playing, I think, the Philadelphia Eagles, and they lost that game. Um, but it was still so cool. Uh, it was a September game, so it was, the weather was still nice. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, I think it went for my birthday, but um, yeah, it's, it's the, the, you, you never forget your first time. I mean, look at me. I can remember it 30 years later now. Oh yeah. Yeah. I will remember it for the rest of my life. And I, uh, I definitely got the full Lambo treatment in the sense that I froze my ass off and it was the best, the best experience. So I couldn't be happier and I wouldn't change a thing except for, you know, the result of the game, if I could, I would have them win, but it was still really cool. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the Lambo, I, I like cold games at Lambo. I mean, not like 2007 NFC championship game cold, but they're just, I feel like there's more magic in the air when it's cold, even if you are slightly miserable uh, in that, in that temperature. There is, it's, it's how, it's how Lambo was meant to be experienced. And, um, and yeah, it really wasn't so bad. It was really until the fourth quarter, I was fine because we were all crammed in, you know, together, which which was nice. Uh, I welcomed the the body heat of a perfect stranger <laughs> um, for the first time ever, probably. And so that was that was really, uh, you know, that that was 
a lot better than I thought it would be. It wasn't as bad or as cold as I, I initially thought. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty special. I'll remember it forever. I mean, at least you'll remember the experience, but the game, um, I think was mostly forgettable. The game itself. Yeah. Yeah. With the, with the exception of a few, you know, a few plays, I mean, let's just get into it. Right. Let's start off with, Aaron Rodgers. Oh boy. I mean, it was a completely different game just altogether than the Cowboys, especially Aaron Rodgers' performance. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if maybe his thumb injury is more severe than he's leading on. Is it the cold weather that's making it worse? So on the occasion that the, you know, when the defense did make a stop, offense just couldn't make anything come of it. I mean, we had a couple strong plays. We did, you know, convert the two down or the two point uh, conversion. And, and uh, we had a couple of touchdowns, but I mean, there's just seemingly like the way that I'm interpreting it and, and watching it live too. I mean, I was like, I could, cause we were sitting behind the uprights and um, on the, the South end zone. And so I, I could see all the receivers that were wide open and I was like, why are you not throwing it to them? And Every time he did throw, I won't say every time, majority of the throws that he had, they were inaccurate. They were like, I mean, he took a grounding, intentional grounding call, like all of these, all of these things that I just, I don't understand. I I don't know if it's just his heart isn't in it anymore, or if it's age or if it, if he's really ready to retire and he's regretting coming back this season, you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a culmination of, of all those things and more, but um, even in the post game press conference, he just sounded so nonchalant and unfazed by everything. I mean, he did take, you know, responsibility, which, which was good. I mean, he, he obviously he, knows that he didn't have he, the strongest game. Yeah. He doesn't usually do that. He usually, it's usually a, we, not a me or an, I think so. At least, at least he learned that, you know? Yeah. He just seemed so unfazed. Um, and I don't know if, if that's just his, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, he's not used to this. He really isn't used to this. So maybe, maybe he's trying to, put on a, a certain front and then, you know, whatever, I don't know, but what are your thoughts? I just, I were, I think we're in the, this, I think we're in the death throes of the Aaron Rodgers era at this point. I really do. Um, and I hate saying it cause it, I didn't want it to end this way, but football is a fickle beast. You don't always get the ending you want. Not everybody can walk off like uh, Peyton Manning, for example, is a Super Bowl winner and then right off into the sunset. Um, but it just, it seems like he's just, it's, his accuracy is gone. So either if his thumb injury is, is that bad that it's just throwing his accuracy off that much, somebody needs to put him in his place and sit him, take him out of the lineup, let it heal because it's costing them games. 
Um, I mean, at this point, it's probably too late that the body's already, you know, the body's starting to get cold now on the 2022 season, you know, and I think as soon as they're mathematically eliminated or they're basically down to like 2%, you know, anything under 10% to make the playoffs, I think you're going to see Rodgers go on IR and you're going to see Jordan Love the rest of the way because they got a big decision awaiting him. But, um, yeah, I just I, usually with some QBs, a lot of times there's a slow decline in performance. Aaron Rodgers, as great as he's been, unfortunately, looks like he's one where it's just it's falling off a cliff. Um, and just some of those balls, some of the balls weren't even close. Like on the positive side, is the receivers are getting open, so at least Matt Lafleur's scheme is still sound. But we'll get into him uh, a little later because um, it's it's not all rainbows and unicorns for the head coach either. That's for sure. But I just I I think we're in the death throes of the Aaron Rodgers era, and it, it sucks it has to end this way. Yeah, another another place where it's not all rainbows and unicorns is our defense. The the surprising thing, and I think for most people, it wasn't the run defense this game against the Titans. I mean, they held Henry to under 100 yards for an average of 3.1 yards a carry. It was the pass defense that hurt us just over and over again. Um, and it's, you know, it's usually the opposite. Usually we are um, experiencing, you know, a terrible run defense. But, I mean, the couple of standout stops and the Douglas interception were all but forgotten by the many mistakes and missed tackles that this game was just riddled with on the defensive side of the ball. I, I don't even know what to say at this point. I mean, we have such great players. We keep saying it, but we really do have strong players. And I think it really comes down to the, the coach and the, uh, the defensive coordinator. I mean, I really, really do think that we need to think about Barry and his, uh, his spot on, you know, on the Packers. I, he's not showing that he can do much of anything. So. No, it's, it was a, it was a nepotism hire as Paul Noonan finally wrote. Um, you know, it's just, it's at that point now where he's not the guy, there's way too much talent there and too many, too much resources, by the way, including Brian Gutekunst, you know, bringing in players off the, ta- off the streets, but also in terms of draft picks, there's way too much invested there to be that bad. Um, and I do think it, usually an in-season firing a coordinator is useless. I think it's really needed at this point. Get rid of Joe Barry. Shit can him as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then let Jerry Gray, even though, yes, I know the secondary had a rough game yesterday or on Thursday, but uh, I just – at least Jerry Gray's got the experience. Let him Let him call the defense the rest of the way and pick up the pieces afterwards. There's definitely – you know, that's going to be definitely a point of off-season discussion is uh, – Matt LaFleur's hiring abilities, um, I think definitely need to be questioned here. You know, Evero, you know, Denver, okay, Denver, Denver's defense, who, you know, came down to Joe Barry and Ajiro Evero. Um, Matt LaFleur went with Barry as the no commodity because he was a friend. And if you want to, we really should probably link to that again, Paul's piece on Joe Barry's hire. It's, it's fantastic that he wrote last year. But uh, Evero has done very well in Denver. You know, we're recording on Sunday and they, Blue coverage against, you know, Devontae Adams with the Raiders, which you never, never a good idea to do that as we've, as we witnessed in Green Bay. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, he's not the answer. It's come down to coaching at this point. And Joel Berry's got to fall on, is got to, he's got to go. And if 
Matt LaFleur does not fire him at the end of the season, I think it's time to, I, I'm going to go and make a hot take here. It's time to put Matt LaFleur on the hot seat for 2023. I'm sorry. Um, if he, if he, if he can't hire proper help, um, I don't care how good you are the rest of your job. That's, that's terrible leadership. Speaking of, uh, speaking of LaFleur, um, in the post game, uh, press conference that he did, um, he is, he said, quote, there was no consistency in terms of being complimentary offensively and defensively. And, we all know that we all know that our problem this season has been that we have not figured out a way to be one team and not three separate teams. He's asked the same thing over and over again after each of the losses, which is essentially what went wrong. Right. And each week it's the same thing. He always gives credit to the opponent for being the better team while repeating this while we repeat the same mistakes week after week over and over again and yet we don't we don't do anything to fix it there's there's no remedies to these mistakes i i don't understand how that keeps happening i mean i've said it once i'll say it a thousand times we've got to be more resilient and be capable of bouncing back because this i mean it's the nfl we cannot like we we just can't lay down after one setback in each game. I just I don't I don't know. I I mean he he's also having an off year. It's not just the players. It's it starts with him too. And I mean I don't think that uh, that Lafleur should lose his job I think I think he's got a lot to learn as well though yeah when you have it on cruise control like they did the first three years you know you don't really learn a whole lot he had it on easy mode for three seasons and now that it's you know that he's being challenged immensely uh he's failing miserably and he's stumbling over his own feet um the quote he said another quote he said after the game was quote I don't know what to say. It was this way a few days ago. Dude, you're the head coach of the football team. You're supposed to have the finger on the pulse of this team. Not doing that is a failure of leadership. I mean, it's, it's an abdication of your job. It's horrible. Uh, there's, there's no reason for that. Um, I'm like, I'm not ready to have the Matt LaFleur conversation yet, but boy, um, you know, the moment adversity strikes, he can't seem to step up to the plate and make the hard decisions a strong leader did. You know, they did it a week prior. You know, they were down 28-14 to Dallas, and they came back from that, and I'm like, okay, maybe they're off and running. And then they promptly face-planted straight into the ground. That's what makes this maddening. Exactly. Um, Well, and and everybody dunked on Mike McCarthy on his way out, and yes, it was probably time for him to go, but I'm going to say it again. His team's fought. His team's had an edge to them. I don't want to hear a thing. I don't want to hear any more crap about Mike McCarthy. Um, in that regard, his teams were at least prepared. Did they win every game? No. Um, the offense got stale, but at least his teams fought. You know, this Matt LaFleur just seems, oh, okay, you know, if this is what happens, and I, Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst both, I think are both guilty of this. This is what happens when you let your quarterback hijack the organization. He's taken, they basically bow down and they completely gave in to Aaron Rodgers. Ted Thompson and Mike McCarthy would have probably 
learned, you know, at least they did that with Favre. You know, they finally said, look, bro, you're good. We know we've got something good in Aaron. I mean, I get it. They may not have that in Jordan Love. I mean, Jordan Love has it. There's a story about Aaron Rodgers when he was practicing um, in 07, you know, the year before he became the starter, that he was he made some throws in practice that Mike's like, he's ready. You know, the Packers probably haven't had, had that time with Jordan Love. But, you know, I in hindsight, you know, I think they should have told Rodgers to go, you know, take a hike. Uh, the draft they could have had, they won't be in salary cap hell. Um, you know, they would have more draft capital. Devontae Adams may even still be around. I don't know. Um, but I think it's just this, this whole reasoning is I, Matt LaFleur's got his hands in this mess too. And I think it boils down to the quarterback, but I'm probably going to write more about that, um, this coming week. But who, anyway, enough of that rant. Um, so that takes hindsight is twenty twenty, right? I mean, we uh, it did work out for us uh, the the past three years, and so it is. Uh, it's it's more easy to say once we're in the spot we're in, but I, yeah, I mean, it's just it's such a surprise that that just the complete difference uh, of the same team from four days prior, literally four days before the Titans game. We, like you said, came back from a two score, you know, um, decrement or uh, what is the word I'm looking for? (laughs) Deficit. Deficit. There we go. My brain is exhausted. I had a long day of traveling. Um, (laughs) we, uh, like, I just, it's, it's really wild. I don't, I I think we, and we talked about it too. Like we were like, this could be the turning point. This, um, this could be the game that, that turns it around for, for the Packers this season. I mean, we played like a team on Sunday and then on Thursday we were disjointed. We were, um, lifeless all over again. And it just doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't get it, but anyway, I, (laughs) I digress. Uh, We are going to take a very quick break guys. And, uh, and we'll be back with the cheddar part of our show. So we'll see you back here in just a minute. Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning as a parent. You want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, we are back. Uh, So there are some silver linings, um, so to speak, from this. Uh, 
lost the 27-17 loss to the Tennessee Titans. And I hate to engage in some schadenfreude, you know, schadenfreude, you know, some su- enjoying some other people's suffering. Um, but, you know, it, it needed to happen. Amari Rogers is no longer a member of the Green Bay Packers. I mean, by all accounts, great kid. The co- Matt LaFleur loved him. But, you know, he said it like he said it himself. It's a results business, and his results were terrible. Seven career fumbles, not even through two seasons. I just it, whew, it it needed to happen, and I am it. You know that it it was overdue, but at least it's done. Yeah, I mean, they did it. They finally, they finally did it. It was a long time coming. Um, and the, I mean, Rogers, he's already found a new home with the Texans, so it's it's good news all around. He's no longer you know on the Packers, but he has a job, so. We're not celebrating someone, um, you know, being unemployed by by any means, and it doesn't take away from, you know, the the person he is. We're not we're not talking about you know about that here. We're just talking specifically about uh, his performance as a player, and it was detrimental to to the Packers, and you know, and so they they finally cut him, but. I'm also really glad that he has another job and he's, he's found a new home. So it's good news all around. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was definitely time though. I mean, it, I'm glad Brian Goodkunst was finally able to admit that he screwed up. It just took longer than it should have. Um, but you know, at, at least the problem has been rectified. No use crying over spilled milk. Um, and uh, other happier news in terms of a receiver that it looks like he has gotten right. Uh, Christian Watson. Ooh. Talk about speedy development, you know, after struggling with injuries and missing some time earlier, he has got five touchdowns in four days, in two games. Uh, leading leading all, I think that may have changed. I did not look at the stat line for George Pickens today, but going into today's games, he was leading all rookie rookie wide receivers. Uh, and boy, they might, they might have something there. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, I, um, Man, it's it's fun to watch him. He is a fun, fun receiver to watch. He reminds me uh, a lot of a a younger Devonte Adams. Like you, you know, the talent is there, and it just takes a little bit of of fine tuning that craft to to really make it shine. And I I really think that Watson has it, which is very exciting as a Packer fan. Um, and this team, honestly, specifically the veteran players could learn a thing or two from Watson. I mean, he, he is able to bounce back from mistakes and use it as fuel to be better and to make plays the next time to make sure that he catches the ball the next time he doesn't let the drops that he's had stop him from making these key phenomenal catches for us on, you know, on the offense in the last two weeks. And as long as he stays healthy, man, he has the potential and the drive to be great. And it's, I can't wait. I cannot wait to continue watching him. Yeah. And his development is going to be something really good. If somebody like, I'm going to assume right now, operating on the assumption that Jordan Love or it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback next year. I'm operating under that assumption right now. Um, and I, the best thing you can do for a new quarterback, especially if it's a younger quarterback like a Jordan Love, is to have some receivers for him ready to go. And I mean, they're still going to be young, but you know, at least they'll have that development. You know, development there. That's that could be the best friend 
for that wide receiver. And speaking of another best friend, solid veteran wide receiver, Randall Cobb returns from injured reserve. And boy, he didn't show like he much rust at all. He will say it again. The old man still got it. Yes, he does. Oh man, I cannot even tell you how happy I was um, when I found out that he was going to be playing in in this game because I was going to be there for it. And um, he's a he's a really really special player. And um, the fact that I got to see him in real life, uh, it was really really cool, and it made me so happy. And he didn't miss a single beat. I mean, it was. He caught all six targets for 73 yards. He was able to just heal quickly and come back just as strong, if not stronger, um, which is more than you could ever ask, uh, especially from a veteran receiver like him. I mean, man, is that I just I love Cobb and um, he is I think he's really needed for the culture and the locker room and and on the field. Um you know, of course, but, but more than that, I think he's, he's really important to the team and the organization. So um, I just really happy to have him back and have him healthy. Um, and, you know, so hopefully he stays that way. We love you, Cobb. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd say, you know, I think he, I'm pretty sure he's up on a contract after this year. I think he's worth keeping around and send Sammy Watkins out to pasture. I mean, Watkins has not worked out at all. And Cobb has got that rapport with Rodgers. He's definitely respecting the locker room. And I think, you know, okay, all these young kids are going to have a year under their belt. But I still think at least another year, you know, of solid veteran leadership in that room uh, is definitely needed. Uh, And somebody else that will definitely be back next year. And thankfully, after all the hullabaloo about his injuries, uh, David Bakhtiari was actually Pro Football Focus's top-rated offensive player uh, for the Packers, he was in the high 70s, just to show you how awful that um, entire effort was on offense. But Bakhti, David Bakhtiari, you know, after being on a pitch count, you know, rotating series, you know, with Yash Nyman, looks like he's starting to run back into form. Yeah, and um, I uh, I saw him run on the field a little slow a couple times, and I do think the cold weather is likely contributing to, you know, some stiffness um, of, of the knee, but clearly it didn't slow him down during the game. And, um, I mean, there's a reason the Packers didn't give up on him, quote unquote, during his injury. I mean, he, he is great at what he does and he's, he's one of the best to do it. And, uh, God, I'm so, so happy that his, his knee was able to, you know, he was able to bounce back from his knee injury um, over time. And I mean, we need him. We need him very, very severely. So uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> so moving ahead, um, looking ahead now, coming up next, another primetime game. Uh, Green Bay travels to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Uh, currently, the NFC's top team, they won today, and the Vikings got. Hasted by the Cowboys, uh, shout out Mike McCarthy for doing uh, Green Bay a solid there, even if it does only increases their odds, you know, 0.01% at this point. Uh, I think they're definitely, you know, do the Packers have a chance in this one? You know, we thought that way about Buffalo and they kind of gave them the fight, but, you know, it's a one game season for Green Bay now every week out. Matt LaFleur said it himself, you know, they lose one more game, they're, they're finished. 
Yeah, my my prediction here is that um, when the lines open up, the the Packers are going to be double digit underdogs again. Um, and considering the Eagles and how strong they are this year, I mean the I can't even. I just I remember what it's like to be cheering for a team that that that's that good and I miss it Chris I miss it this used to be the Packers <laughs> Yeah now everybody's starting you now like especially like people your age are starting to realize you know what I went through as a kid you know when the I there're only about 3 4 years that I remember pre Favre but it's 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 painful and I'd rather I'd rather have the winning for sure uh looking at the Eagles real quick Jalen Hurts is probably going to eat Joe Barry's lunch. I have no confidence uh, that they're going to be able to contain him. But on the positive side, uh, their run defense at Philly was a little iffy. Uh, looks like this could be another Aaron Jones game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm just going to be real honest. I don't think that we uh, really have a chance um, not against the Eagles. And I felt the same against the bills. Um, but I was a little more optimistic at that point in the season. And, uh, at this point, I just, I, I, I would love to be wrong, but, um, but I, I really do not think that we are going to be able to pull it together in 10 days to, to beat the best team, uh, in the league right now, arguably, uh, not just the NFC. So, yeah. Uh. Yeah, sorry, folks. If you're coming here for a Homer podcast, you know, you have plenty of options out there, but uh, that's not us. <laughs> um, finally, last last note I'll make there, you know, making keeping taking care of Aaron Rodgers and hope to God he can be accurate. Um, last week, Philly had a nine-sack performance against Washington. Uh, so protection of the quarterback is going to be key. Otherwise, we might see Jordan Love in a non-garbage time role. Uh, and just hope to God Aaron Rodgers has enough time to throw it because uh, if he's going to be running for his life, he's going to be horribly inaccurate again. And that's normally – it feels so weird talking about that because that's usually where he thrives. It always scares me, too, when we play teams like this, like when they have such strong defenses and, um, I mean, nine-sack performance, that's – insane. So I just, I really hope that Rogers does not get injured um, and that we are able to, you know, protect him. Um, Yeah. I, you know, I, I think I really do believe that our season is, is over. I think it's been over for a little bit. Um, I think the Cowboys game gave me, gave me some hope uh, that it showed us that we could get up and fight showed us that we could show up for an entire game, but we just can't do it consistently. And that that's not going to win us anything, um, especially in terms of playoffs. So I, I really would love to be wrong and I will be happy to say that I was if, uh, if after the Eagles game, we win. So, I mean, uh, either way, <laughs> I mean, Philly's Philly's beatable Washington, you know, it's, it's still beat them. Um, hard to believe, but, uh, well, they, yeah, it's true. hard to believe Washington beat them. And then they struggled against the Colts, you know, with 
Jeff Saturday. I still don't understand that hire, but that's a whole nother rant for a whole nother podcast. Um, you know, the Colts gave them fits today too. So, I mean, anything's possible, but the Packers yeah. are in such, the Packers are in such chaos that I have, I have voted no confidence in the team's leadership to get this done. Yeah. Um, I think that's what it comes down to is the, the decisions being made. Um, and the, yeah, I, like I said, I hope I'm wrong, but I will definitely be watching and I'll be cheering them on just like normal, whether they win, lose or, or tie, I'm always going to be cheering them on and watching them. So, um, hopefully, hopefully they can pull it out and it can be like another Cowboys. We know, you know, you never know. Could be a good one. So we'll, we'll. True. Philly's a tough, tough place to play though. And so starts maybe the winter of our discontent. Who knows? Um, but that'll just about do us, uh, do it for us this week. Uh, we will be back next week after hopefully a huge upset victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, until then, we'll see you next week and uh, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Bye, guys. See you next week.